Hallelujah. Um, so, Psalm 36 and verse number 7 to the verse number 9. It says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. So, they are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. You are satisfied tonight. In the name of Jesus. Not just satisfied, but abundantly satisfied. You lack no good thing. Oh, that amen is not in church. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. Wow. And verse 9 says, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Glory to God. Are you, are you, are you seeing the light in this light? And you know, when you have access to light, it means you are shining. It said, Arise and shine for thy light has. So when the light comes, you rise and you shine. I see a rising for you. You are expressing divine glory on every side. In Jesus' mighty name. And this month has been declared as a month of kingdom service. Kingdom service. Kingdom service. Service to God, his kingdom, and service to fellow men. Hallelujah. That is what kingdom service is about. Kingdom service is unto God, unto his kingdom, and then unto fellow men. Hallelujah to Jesus. So before I continue, I want you to ask your neighbor, what is service? Or let's start this. Ask your neighbor, what is kingdom? What is kingdom? What do you understand by kingdom? It will, it will be good for you to ask your neighbor and get an answer because I could bring the mic to you. So find a neighbor and just engage your neighbor right now. What do you understand by kingdom? Yekase, ahinia. Uh, I think ahinia. Am I right? Ahinia, yeah. Kingdom. Ask your neighbor. What kingdom is? Have you got an answer from your neighbor? I'm calling you forth right now. So can I get another mic? Good. Well, are you ready? Put the mic on. Who we'll ask? Hey, Mary, you're in church. Wow, good to have you in church. I like your glasses. You're looking fairer. Marriage is good. Praise God. All of you are not married. Marry. Your marriage is looking fair. Amen. All right. Um, who do I ask now? Okay. Please take the mic to Freema. Freema, what did Pastor Stanley tell you about kingdom? What is kingdom? He said it's a place ruled by a king a place ruled by a king mm, okay um give the mic to brother samuel brother samuel, do you agree yes please it's a place yes wow amazing Wait. prophet nana nana day what do you understand by kingdom a territory ruled by a king a or... territory so does a territory just mean a geographical location a physical place um yeah it could be it could be yeah. could it be more much more than that yeah um let's say to the kingdom of god it's um god created the whole world mm. so his kingdom um moves beyond boundary moves beyond boundary all right okay let the mic get close to snm snm what do you understand by kingdom think it's a territory ruled by a king territory ruled by a yeah. king that's what you think okay Thank you. all right um let's go to pastor basi let's go to basi hallelujah yeah yeah what is kingdom hallelujah amen glory <laughs> i love the hallelujah man <laughs> physically is a territory ruled by a king a but, territory uh-huh. yes but spiritually mm-hmm kingdom is a domain means it's a body it's a body that's why jesus says the kingdom of god is here 
Merci. It is actually a body spiritually. Kabaya. So we are the kingdom. We are king dwell Kabaya. in. Kabaya. Which is God dwell in us. Amen. Kabaya. Hey, Charlie. Now forgive me, I make you just preach, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Of course, um, uh, simply put, a kingdom, king, dominion, domain, domain, king, domain. So the 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 is a king, and there is a jurisdiction. There's 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 a sphere of control. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so what then is service? What is service? What is service? So talk to your neighbor. So your neighbor is not disgraced. Uh, service. Make sure you hear from your neighbor. So when they give the mic, they say, my neighbor said, not me, my neighbor said. Ah. Yes. Just a minute on that. What do you understand by service? What do you understand by service? Understand by service. Okay, so let the mic get to Gilda. Gilda is talking with Maggie. So Gilda, what is Maggie saying? What is service? What is service? service is an act of helping someone helping someone and what do you say i think service is an action it's something you do it's something you do okay okay um epaphras 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 what is service epaphras what what did esnam tell you Baby grammar. <laughs> so try to relate the grammar to us. Okay, she was saying that it was an attitude. An attitude. An attitude to um, and willingness to author, to authority. Willingness to authority. Hallelujah. Alright. So I want mommy to give a definition of kingdom service. That's the professor. Give, it to me. Give the mic to mommy. Clap for me. Clap for mommy. That's, that's Reverend Doctor Josephine Pell for Sukwache. Mommy, what is kingdom service? From all that your children have said, add it together and give us definition. And then we take it from there. Um, uh, first and foremost, is um, I want to talk about service. Uh, service is putting yourself at the disposal of a person or group or any other thing to bring add comfort bring ease to meet the needs of people right anything you render that um, or you do that will add some comfort add you know value that will bring peace to someone is service and the most important thing to note about service is that it is done at no cost Mm. you don't expect payment for it mm. you do it of, from a free will mm. uh, sometimes uh, service is demanded when it is done when it is demanded you give it without grudge right that is only when you can say it, you have served and number two thing to note about service is that it, it it's time bound it must be timely you know when you do something what or the right thing you render service at the wrong time you know, the value of the service is lost because maybe at the time you give it the person is no longer in need or in or the situation has already been corrected so we must take note that service number one attracts no fee the demands no expects no reward you know from the person you are rendering the service to and it must be timely 
So now when we bring it to the kingdom of God, um, to the kingdom, of course we are talking about no other kingdom than the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God here, uh, relating the definition that uh, Pastor Basti gave, is none other than the body of Christ. You know, the body of Christ. So, so, and in the body of Christ, there is only one head. There's one king, which is God himself. And so, anything we do to the body that will add to the beauty and the glory of the body, that will promote and enhance God's own agenda and purpose, anything that we do that would render, make the, the kingdom more attractive and more desirable is service. And we do so, you know, without expecting any the other day bishop was preaching and said do your service and don't expect a thank you and we do so not expecting any form of reward from men but god is the one he said jesus said when you do what you do in the secret your father will reward you openly and so there's a, there's an attitude to service and that's very important i'm sure the pastor will talk about that as he goes around so when we relate to the two we're talking about you know, putting ourselves at the disposal of the demands and expectations and the will and the agenda of the king of the kingdom. Come on, clap for mommy. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Exodus chapter 7 verse 16. Exodus 7, 16. Exodus chapter 7 and verse number 16. Oh, grabaha shatalaba. May the Lord give us the spirit of service in the name of Jesus. Is it, and you shall say, now, um, God is sending Moses, or he sent Moses to Pharaoh to bring out his people from the land of bondage into where God has ordained for them. Hallelujah. And this is what God tells Moses to tell Pharaoh. Now it says, and you shall say to him, that's Pharaoh, the Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you will not hear. Praise God. The emphasis on what God is telling him to tell Pharaoh. Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. Our God is a God of purpose. Someone say God is a God of purpose. Whatever God does is out of his purpose. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, you need to also realize or remember, because I know you've received a couple of teachings here, that um, Moses is referred to as a typology of Christ Jesus. He's seen as a deliverer, sent by God to the land of bondage and gets the people of God from Egypt, representing the world, amen, and for representing the devil. Hallelujah. Now, God tells him that, tell Pharaoh, let my people go, that they will serve me. So, right from that place, God tells us the purpose of salvation. The purpose of salvation is not let my people go that they may drive new cars. Let my people go that they may have new clothes. My people go that they may have good marriages. No. Let my people go that they may serve me. So, you are saved. As Mr. Mouse always said when he says messages, you are saved to serve. So the, the grand agenda for salvation is service. You don't unlock the beauty of salvation when after you have accepted Christ, you refuse to serve. The highest gratitude to God for salvation is to be available to serve God. So let my people go. That they, The reason I'm taking them out because of service. Now, you realize that 
When you read on the story, God now gives favor to the people of God such that they are given money. I mean, they're giving wealth. The people give them wealth. And it's for a reason. So you realize that everything that comes in the salvation package has meaning because of service. As soon as service is taken out of the equation, everything becomes last. And it destroys. So you marrying from after Egypt, your marriage for service. Your children are for service. Your business for service. Everything about you is there because of service. So God said that, let them go, they may serve me. But as they are going, they will not go empty. But they're not going empty. What I'm giving them is not for their personal use. It's for me. Are you getting it now? So it means that before now, your time was, your, your time was limited by your master. Pharaoh. Your resources were held back. Pharaoh. There was no comfort. Pharaoh. So when you read the book of Romans, Paul talks about the fact that you are no longer slaves unto sin. But now you are, he said, offer your members as slaves of righteousness. Are you following? So, in one kingdom that you found yourself in, you had no will. You were serving out of compulsion. Now you are being translated into another kingdom. You have to serve. But in this kingdom, this is how you serve. Let's go to the book of Philippians. I hope you are with me. Praise God. Philippians chapter 2. I believe all of us accept it now that we are redeemed to serve. My salvation is because of service. I must serve. Hallelujah. My salvation is an initiation into the service of the kingdom. Praise the name of Jesus. Verse 5, Ephesians 2, 5. It says that, let this mind be in you. Philippians. That's Ephesians. I said Ephesians. Sorry. I had Philippians in my head. Philippians. Chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, being made in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Now, the Bible didn't say, but God made him of no reputation. But he made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bond servant. Taking the form of a bond servant. And coming the likeness of man. You see that at this point, Jesus Christ willfully took upon himself the heart and the life of a servant. Hallelujah. So now when you become born again, you are supposed to have the same mind. You are to, supposed to make yourself of no reputation. You're supposed to take upon yourself the, uh, the, the form of a born servant. And you're supposed to make yourself in the likeness of men to serve. So, in the other kingdom, according to um, Colossians 1 verse 13, it says you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of what? Light. So, you were redeemed from one kingdom. In that kingdom, how was service like? It was by force. You were a servant. Bound unto fear. But when you are redeemed of the Lord, now he said that to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He gave the right to So now you are a child of God. You are free. For he that the son of God says free is free indeed. By relationship, you are a son. But by functioning, you are meant to take upon yourself the, the, the life of a servant. 
God won't force you to serve. God expects you to serve. Hallelujah. So he said, let my people go that they may serve me. Now, as we all shared not too long from now, the kingdom has a king and has a domain. And the king in our stead is God himself, revealed by Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all that things shall be added unto you. So what is service? One thing you know about service is that you are seeking the heartbeat of God and meeting that heartbeat. One thing that service is talking about is the fact that you lose your will and take on his will. One thing that service in the kingdom talks about is that you have no agenda. The king's agenda is your agenda. You are safe to serve. Now you need to understand and appreciate that service is not attending service. Coming to church is not service. Coming to church, you are being served of God. What it means is that God, this word coming to is preparing you. It's like taking your, your, your car to a mechanic workshop for servicing. The mechanic services the car and what happens is that the car functions better than before. So it means that after every service, there must be a functioning. So what encourages more services like this is that you are functioning. So it's an abnormality for you for, to come for servicing in God's workshop and then go out and not serve. But service begins from the house of God, then it goes out. Hallelujah. Any Christian who is not enthused about service is backsliding. One sign of you backsliding is how happy you are whether to serve or not. If service in the house of God is a burden to you, if you get offended when you are told to serve, you are backsliding. Because one sign of your love for someone is your availability and willingness and joy to meet the person's needs, to be there to serve the person. So one of the ways you get to know your love for God is waxing cold is you look at your attitude towards service. If your attitude towards service is dwindling, it means your love for Christ is dwindling at the same time. That's one sign to know. Is somebody listening to me at all? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 84 verse 4 to verse 7 and then verse 10. I know in this month we're going to learn so much about the benefits of service. You have no idea what happens when you serve. In fact, when, when, you, when you choose to serve in the kingdom, there are many prayers that have to do with you. You never pray them. You will never pray them. You will never pray them. As you desire it, it comes to pass. Because you are relevant to God. Hallelujah. Anyone that has um, a worker in your company who works well, and that, that, that person is the attraction for profit in your company. When that person falls sick, you are ready to spend the money to make sure the person is well. But the lazy one, you don't bother about that person. He has nothing to the, to the company. So in the kingdom, those that are dying for the kingdom, God is dying to meet them. Hallelujah. Are you with there? He said, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Seller. Continue, sir. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. 
the rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be in your door, be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the, in the tents of wickedness. Now, this person's desire, his priority, all that moves him to wake up in the morning to do anything is just to be in the house of God and serve God. The Bible says that, go to the, verse number, the, 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 the first verse, verse 4. Look at the benefits of that, that that person enjoys. He said that, blessed are those who dwell in your house. The word blessed means that fortunate, highly favored. They are expressions of God's goodness. He said they will still be praising you. That means they have no dull moments in their lives. Every moment of their life stirs up praise out of their mouth. Their life is a continual praise unto God. Who have made God, the house of God, their, their dwelling place. They want to serve God there. Go to the next verse. Look at something. It says, blessed is that man whose strength is in you. Who's, uh, what I want to see here is that who exerts all his energy in everything that concerns God. It says, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. He's searching to find the ways of God and do what God pleases. Come on. Move on to the next verse. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. They don't know what is called wilderness. They are the reason wilderness become a fruitful field. Because they are seven. And the Bible says that, it, look, I said, the, oh, come on. It says, the rain also covers every pool. Look at what is happening in the valley. Things are happening unusually. These guys, they don't pray for, for financial prosperity. Prosperity prays to have them. Hallelujah. They don't pray for business boom. The business just boom, just to honor them. Amen to Jesus. I see you walk in that dimension. Now, so service it is falling onto the ground and dying for the kingdom of God. Falling to the ground. You have no respect for yourself. I have no place. It's not about me. It's about you, oh God. Now I need to understand something. That Jesus Christ has called us unto discipleship, not unto a religion. It means that every disciple looks at the master and replicates what the master does. Now if our master, Jesus Christ, serves... I didn't say served. Serves, then you are not of him if you are not seven. If Jesus is my Lord and is my master, I'm a disciple. Every disciple has a master he looks to and copies. You see, the greatest desire of every disciple is to look like the master. Every disciple. He, a disciple will, will love it. In fact, the, the greatest compliment for a disciple is to walk past and somebody say, ah, this guy, he looks like his master. Ah, then he feels happy. So the desire and the goal of every disciple is to be like the master. So Jesus Christ said that, he said that a disciple is no more than the master. At most, you must be the master. So Paul says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So people of God, if Jesus Christ is still seven, how do I know? He's seated at the right hand side of the Father, making intercessions for you and I. Jesus is still seven till date. So if Jesus is busy seven, seven the, the, the purpose of the Godhead, and seven his church, and seven you, then who are we not to serve? Hallelujah. So falling to the ground and dying, it, it requires you losing self. And you've lost self, you can't serve. Self will demand of you that you must be selfless. 
selfless. Let selflessness keep going less and less and less and less. There's no self any longer in you. Hallelujah. Service in the kingdom is losing your place to receive placement in God. Losing your place to receive placement in God. I have no placement. It's where God you place me that makes me relevant. Praise the name of Jesus. In fact, one of the things that makes you a great disciple and, and makes you have the nature and the character of Christ is service. Now, look at something. Have you realized that in our generation, m- many people are born again, but they don't serve in church. So, their Christian life is shallow. They are shallow. You understand? Yeah. They are shallow. They are shallow. So, one of the requirements of discipleship is that a disciple must serve in the house of his master. Your local church is where you serve from. Praise God. And that should be, it should be a joy for you that I'm an usher in God's church. It should be a joy for you that I'm a, I'm a praise worship in God's church. I don't care my status outside. It's what he says about me that is important to me. Service also means losing your life, your comfort, and your pleasure just to take pleasure in the dust and stones of the kingdom. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? It's losing your life, your comfort, your pleasure, just to take pleasure in the dust. It's all your hoofyam ready for you. Amen. Your hoofyam ready. Abba, sorry, there's work to be done. You're not looking at your makeup. You go dead, get the thing done. It's a joy that my white clothes is dirty because I'm working in God's house. If, if Jesus Christ didn't bother about what man would do to him just to save you and I, then I think I shouldn't bother about what I should do for him. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, serve, 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 serve. Hallelujah. The, the, the core of salvation is service. As soon as we take our eyes off the core of salvation, service, we begin to pray for things instead of the things following us. But I see that paradigm changing right now. Kingdom service is putting your entire life, time, and possessions at the disposal of the kingdom. I, I had some visitors from SU, um, Scripture Union, and um, they invited me for a program, and I, I was asking that. I saw that you were charging gate fee for these children to come and worship. They said, sir, it, it is well, but we don't have sponsorship. I said, really? I said, what about all the people that have gone to SU? They said, ah, they don't mind us. All. When you go there, they will tell you stories. I said, wow. Scripture Union. Scripture Union. May God raise a generation in this house that will not need to be told what to do for the kingdom. We just go ahead and do it. No sponsorship, nothing. So they have to find their own ways. For three months, they are working in that place, no pay, because there's nothing to push the ministry. Push the ministry. A lot of Christians are so stingy. Do you know why? Because we have not given our bodies unto him. When your bodies have not been given to service of you, it's difficult for you to release money from your hand. It's very difficult. And most times, God is watching for the day that your hands can be free enough to give before he allows you to walk in prosperity. But one way by which you can deal with self and kill self, put self down there so that God can be comfortable with giving you whatever is his, is through service. Because you cannot be high and serve. You must be low to serve. You must come low to serve. That's what Christ demonstrated when you washed the feet of disciples. He came low. You must come low. Tell your neighbors and neighbor, come low, come low. Don't be too high. Hmm? Hallelujah. So kingdom service is what? Putting your entire life, 
and possessions. So it comes with possessions. That's why God saved them from Egypt and then gave them wealth. And then the wealth was for service. The reason God will prosper is not for you. It's for his, himself, his purpose. Hallelujah. So everything that God gives us is for his service. May you use all that he gives you for service. In Jesus' mighty name. Service in the kingdom is an act of obedience to the voice and demands of God. You see, when it comes to service, it is not a suggestion. It's not a counsel. It's a demand. It means that it hits your will to resist. It hits your pleasure. It's a demand. Now, any service that is in place is not from demand. It's not service. Because demand will cost you. Are you with me? Just imagine you're an usher, you come to church, you're expecting five more people to join you to clean up this place. And you're the only one around. Service says that don't complain. Service says do everything like the five will do. And when you are done, bless God and walk away. That's service. So, coming and waiting. Where are the five? They're not coming. These people, they're too lazy. Complaining spoils your service. A servant doesn't complain. A servant's desire is to ensure the master is happy. Hallelujah. Now remember, we are saying kingdom service and the center of the service is God, not man. It's God, not man. It's God, not man. If you know whom you are serving, then you will not complain. You will praise while you are serving. If you know that he's the one that is the center of the service, then you don't need motivation from any man to serve him. Is that right? You don't need motivation. As Bishop said on Sunday, whether they tell you well done, well, no well done, you are happy, sir. Why? Because to the servant that serves in the kingdom, it's a privilege to serve in the house of the king. Now, how many of you here, if you were to receive a call from the presidency, and all the cool father wants from me is that come and just be serving him with tea and cleaning his shoe at Flagstaff House? There's no pay, but to be in your CV that you serve the president of Ghana. <laughs> Mommy said, You will run there. Why? Because you know what the person's name on you can do to your life. Oh, that in your CV between the month of uh, June to the month of September, I was in the presidency uh, working for the president as a PA. As a PA. They say details of work. That is, is classified. It was just coffee you were serving and cleaning shoes. But as a PA. Now, with that one on your CV, huh? When you apply for a job, it will work with the president. That's amazing. Now, because you know the caliber of person, you deem it not as labor. You deem it as favor. So to the servant in the kingdom, laboring in the house is not labor. It's favor for him. And that is why favor follows him. Are you getting the whole idea here? So he doesn't see it as strenuous. No. He's as investment. He's not expending energy. He's investing energy. He's regaining more. And that's what that scripture that says that in, in Isaiah 40, it says that um, 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 those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. And that understanding of that scripture is not just about you going to the solitude place to wait on God as to praying and meditating his word and fasting. But those like the waiter or the waitresses at the restaurant who wait on the customer, those that wait on God, they, their strength does not fail. They are renewed in strength. You understand it means that the more you serve to men you are you are putting so much energy but to god you are receiving fresh energy every time your health is renewed there's freshness inside of you 
You are serving the king is a privilege. So whether they are supervising or not, please, in the kingdom, it's not like the secular world where you must be inspected in the work that you are doing. No! You don't, you don't, need, a, you don't need a supervisor. You don't need a supervisor. But a sense that it's a privilege to serve in the house of my God, my redeemer, my king, is enough supervision over your life. So you're not, you're not coming late because pastor will speak against you. No, 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 no. I'm coming early because it's an honor to serve in the presidents of the presence of the entire universe. What an honor. Hallelujah. Praise God. And of course, you know, if you are serving coffee for the president and you do it very well, when the president is going anywhere, traveling, you'll be part of the convoy. So you get free business class, free VIP treatment for serving coffee very well. Now, there are many in the president's office who are not serving well. So the president is considering them around. Do you get what I'm saying? So there are many in church. They are actually in the... <laughs> They are seven, but uh, they are not doing it well. So there are some places God doesn't take them to because you disgrace him. But I see your service changing from today. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Can I continue? Are you being blessed? Is your mind changing towards service? Hallelujah. I'm sure in the course of the teachings, we're going to come to the place of benefits of service. But you see, I'm a bit reluctant to talk about benefits of service because for me, I, I, I just focus and serve. <laughs> The benefits I experience, you're going to enjoy. I don't think that as a servant, you need to be motivated by the benefits before you start serving. Serve. When you serve, you will serve you with benefits. Without you asking for. Praise God. More definitions on service. For information, this definition that comes from the bishop. Amen. Today I'm reading the speech of the bishop. Amen. Hallelujah. So enjoy it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen and amen. Service in the kingdom is an act of obedience to the voice and demands of God. Please, that the word demand, put it there. Put it there, okay? It is a display of selflessness and sacrifice. These two guys must be in service. If service is not selfless and sacrificial, it's not self- it must cost you something. It must cost you. It can be painful. That is when it becomes gainful. It might be painful. Hallelujah. Uh, for him to have gone through all that pain for me on the cross, what pain can't I bear for him? May we receive that grace to be selfless. It's allowing your life to bless the kingdom and its members. Allowing your life to bless the kingdom and its members. Praise the name of Jesus. I was speaking somewhere recently and I was telling them that what do you call worship when you walked into the service and usher said sit here and you said, no, I won't say that, I'll sit somewhere else. And after that, you lift your voice and begin to sing, sing song. We song to who? Huh? Hallelujah. Song, song, why, why are you singing the song to? Because the head of the church, who is appointed by Christ, has given delegations. And delegations has landed on this small person to, to lead you where to sit. And he said, I'm not going. So in other words, invariably, you are going against God, not the, the, the usher. Then after going against God, you lift your holy hands onto who? To tell him how much you love him when he just instructed you by a small person and you didn't accept it. Praise the name of Jesus. That, that is service. So service unto, is unto the people, the people here, serving them, being available to lay down your life for people around you is service. Amen. Around you is service. And it, it, it never said that only serve people around you who are matured in the faith ahead of you, who have grace that will come upon your life when you serve them. No. No. 
No. No. You are serving the God and the people, not the people. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's add some more definitions to it. Um, it's an act of becoming relevant to God. His kingdom and fellow men is the act of becoming relevant. He must be relevant in the kingdom to God and fellow men. We didn't say fellow Christians, fellow men. Amen. Oh, fellow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some time ago um, in Nigeria, there was a, there was a traffic and Paula Farasin, the general overseer of House on the Rock. A serious traffic in town and everybody was just messing around he just got out from his car and began to direct the traffic on the direct traffic you pass he stayed in the, the rain was falling he was there directing the traffic and then people were commenting what a man of god what a man of god <laughs> at that moment he made jesus proud you understand what i say whatever he was going to do he suspended to ensure that the, the community at that moment enjoyed the love of god and the order of heaven that is service hallelujah praise the name of jesus so let's save our country. Hallelujah. Finally, it's an avenue by which God blesses his people. So service is an avenue by which God blesses. When God wants to bless you, he actually sends service your way. He places a demand that will, will, will compel you to be available to lay down your life. It's, it's, uh, service is God's own disguised way of blessing you. Service is God's bait to blessing. So when you allow that bait to catch you, you have caught a blessing. Hallelujah. When God wants to bless you, he puts a bait called service. Serve. Serve. God wants to release a dimension of grace upon Elisha. God throws the bait of service on Elisha. So Elisha serves in the most uncomfortable atmosphere. Serving a boss who doesn't say well done. A boss that tells you, stop following me. A boss that would not see that I bent all my, my assets just to follow you. A boss is saying, please go back. Don't follow me again. Under such an atmosphere, the guy says, as long as you leave, I will save you. Then finally, the thing comes. So your service is God's bait for a blessing in your life. When God wants to bless you, he throws the bait of service to you. When you catch that bait of service, you have caught your blessing. I remember the story that Bishop gave some time ago about a certain woman who had been married for a while, no child. And then he said God told him to tell her that be busy winning souls. Be busy winning souls. And while he was, she was busy winning souls, she got pregnant without knowing. Hallelujah. Busy winning souls. Whatever challenge you're going through, take your eyes off the challenge. Look for what God's heart is beating towards and meet that need. Automatically, by the time you turn back, your house is in order. There are some demons around the home. They say, don't pray. They don't, they don't need your prayer. Just stay focused on serving the, the, the master. The master will handle them because the master knows you need peace to serve him. Hallelujah to Jesus. Great peace have them whose mind has stayed on the Lord. When your mind is stayed on serving him. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's look at this scripture finally. Exodus chapter number 23 and verse number 25, 26. Let's go there quickly. Exodus chapter number 23, 25, 26. Can we have it, please? How many of you are willing to serve from this man onwards with the whole of your heart? No memory. Let me see your hand. No supervision. You are doing to the Lord. Hallelujah. And you know what Matthew said in the book of Matthew? Jesus Christ said that, and your father who see it in secret shall reward you in the open. Hallelujah. 
God likes to announce when you denounce yourself to serve him. When you, when you denounce yourself to serve him, when you denounce the fame to serve him, God announces you. God does his reward package publicly. Hallelujah. Because your service is a secret seed. But your reward is a harvest that the whole world must come help you harvest it. Praise the name of Jesus. Okay, he says that, so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Verse 26, no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in the land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Go back to the, the verse 25. He says, you shall serve the Lord. The Lord demands of you service. Praise the name of Jesus. When you miss this demand, you see, nothing can withhold what must come to you. The Lord demands service. And as you meet the demand of service, anything that is, needs attention around you, the Lord will attend to it. Hallelujah. There's an opening that just comes to you because you have opened yourself up to serve the Lord. People of God, this is an it's, it's, it's a revelation that has passed on from ages to ages. Nobody has ever served God diligently and has ever missed it in life. Nobody. I'm yet to find the first person. I'm yet to find the first And you won't find. Nobody has diligently. I remember some time ago, a friend of mine was going to do a drive fast. He had a leading by God to fast for some things about the kingdom. And then he went on the drive fast. And then after like three days, he was expecting calls from us to encourage him. And I didn't call him throughout the 15 days he was fasting. When he came back, he was angry with me. Eh, that he was in the dry fast and he, he, was, he was so, so, so weak. And I said, brother, should I even call to encourage him? I said, brother, you went to fast. You, you left us to fast. We don't have to call you. If we call you, we will spoil the fasting. <laughs> Hallelujah. And a lot more Christians want encouragement to serve. No, I don't need it any longer. What he has done for me is too much. My way of saying thank you, Lord, is to be available 24-7 to serve the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. If you ever find yourself complaining when you are called to serve, when you are called to serve, something's wrong with your love for God. You have to go and check it again. Something's wrong somewhere. You must be excited. If, 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 if I'm ordered to call you, I say, A.B., let's meet. I didn't tell you earlier, but about five minutes, I say, oh, A.B., let's meet at church and pray for three hours. Don't say, Pastor, I am going somewhere. You see, there's a place you come into a point of service whereby your schedule doesn't matter any longer. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, now the church is quiet. I mean, this generation where we plan our lives, why would you just come and intercept my program? <laughs> Hallelujah. And God always demands service through his servants. There's the one that you know. There's the one that you demand through his servants. Praise the name of Jesus. One time I told somebody in the church to give somebody some money. Not knowing the person didn't have money in his pocket. The only money he had left was what I asked for. A heart of service said, okay, sir. And then give it. I'll be asking God, how do I go home? It doesn't make sense. Actually, kingdom service does not make sense. The demands of it doesn't make sense. But remember what I said. When God is about to bless you, he throws a bait called service to you. And number two, remember this one too. The servant in the kingdom of God does not see service as labor, but as favor. Rise to your feet. There's a grace of service upon our lives. And we, we began our seven weeks of kingdom harvest from today. How many of you, how many of you have been fasting? You fasted today? You fasted. I didn't say you were fasting. I know some of you are, most of you have broken the fast. How many of you fasted today? You prayed? From the scriptures that was put on the page, hallelujah to Jesus. Do you know that that's also service? You know that we are praying to go and talk to people about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
I was talking to, um, I met uh, an immigration officer who came to see me today and we're talking and she was telling me about the, the, the kind of thing happened in the central region where there are a lot of young people without parents. And it's talking about this particular lady that was started prostitution at the age of 10. At the time that they, 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 they caught her because they thought a man was smuggling her out of Ghana. No, no, that's the boyfriend. A 36-year-old man was the boyfriend. And she was 13 at that time. And this girl is, is into wee smoking, into everything. And she said something. She said, when we sat before this girl, we realized that he's no longer a, a child. He's an over-adult. And no matter what they said, she was just there looking at them. And I said to her, I said, such a person, there's no amount of words that can break her except prayer and trusting God to show forth his love towards her. People, some people are so bound in this, in this world, you have no idea. There's no amount of revy that you give them that will change them. You need to pray and break that heart because the devil has captured the heart. And so as we are fasting and we are praying for these souls, we are praying to go out there. People of God, that's one of the greatest service that God wants us to serve in this kingdom. Can you imagine a 10 year, 10 year young girl, prostitute, and it's, it's vast in it. She's skillful in the work of the ministry of prostitution. Hallelujah. May God give us the grace to serve. Receive that grace. Lift your voice and then begin to pray, Lord, grace to let go me and allow you. Grace to take me off the focus and you as my focus. Grace to let go self but to be available to serve to serve to serve to serve we never grow out of service we never grow out of service grace to serve in Jesus mighty name you're still going to pray you're still going to pray for your friend but look at something do you realize the whole of creation are still seven? Do you realize it? You realize it? Sometimes I share that word with you that um, in, in science they say that the plants are breathing out what? Huh? They are breathing out what? Plants. Skobo, have eaten. <laughs> plants breathe out what? Oxygen. And they breathe in and then mammals breathe in what? Oxygen, breathe in oxygen, breathe out what? So what is to us a waste product is, is a highly extinct product for the other side. So they are serving us by breathing out and we are serving them by breathing out too. I get the whole idea. In this life where you choose to only inhale, you'll be ill. You must inhale and exhale. That is service. Service is giving out what you have received into you. You have received the love of Christ. You give out the life of Christ. You have received the life of Christ. You give out the life of Christ. So service is an outlet. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a door that opens to exit and also entry. God pours into the man that pours out. When you are consistently pouring out, God is consistently poured into you. So forever you are fresh. You are not a reservoir. You don't stink. You are always fresh. You are always fresh. For he daily loads us with benefits. Don't keep the benefits. Let them out. Service is your way of remaining a supplier of grace. You want to pray for, hold your neighbor's hand. And you are praying the Lord, the heart of a servant. The heart of a servant. 
the hearts of a servant pray for your neighbor the hearts of a servant to be available at all times at all times and all the times for the kingdom for the kingdom for the kingdom for the kingdom those that sweat in the house of God enjoy sweets in the world those that sweat in the house of God they enjoy sweets in the world <laughs> your life gets better in service not bitter your life gets better in service not bitter pray for your neighbor my neighbor I pray for you today receive the heart of a servant the heart the heart of seven like Jesus Christ let this mind also be in you let his prevailing to be also in you that you put on the makeup of a servant at all times and at all times at all times and at all times oh Lord I'm available I'm available to serve in your house I'm available to serve in your house I'm eager to serve in your house thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus in this months of service I see the release of spiritual gifts and graces do you know why because when you are available you have access to divine ability divine ability is at the uh, uh, disposal of those that avail avail themselves and you can't serve without availing and so when you avail you are also empowered you receive things so you can work well i see grace being poured upon our church in this period of service selfless service father we thank you we bless your holy name in the name of the lord jesus hallelujah praise god praise god are there servants in the house of god are there willful servants in the house of god hallelujah to jesus amen and amen